Okay, people, welcome back again. Here we are to conclude our first ever two-parter here on the new reviews. I'm your host, Jamie. We have tackled the first of two discs in rap music's first double album, Tupac's All Eyes on Me. Now, we gave you all the background on this on the disc one episode, so we're basically just going to dip right into like the coolness of a double album. All right, for those of you who weren't able to experience something like this, the double album, you guys have heard of CDs, of course, you know, everybody remembers. Well, you typically only got one of those, the double album. You got two of them, obviously. And it was so cool, after you got through disc one, you're like, shit, man. Let me see what this two looks like. That that feeling of, like, fucking, there's even more. It was just awesome, you know? It was just bonus, you know? It's like extra innings or overtime in sports. It's just, it's, it's just fantastic. So... You know, disc one of All Eyes on Me had all four of the singles. It was the, I guess, like the glitzier disc. I don't know what the data would be on do discs commonly get spread out more or is there a more favorable disc in double albums? You know, they put most of their good eggs into one basket versus the other. Who knows? Um, you know, something might be something for somebody else to look into. I don't want to, but there, you know, go find that out for me. Uh, nonetheless, this album, two discs, I was anticipating sort of like, I guess, I don't, I don't necessarily know if like a deeper kind of, uh, feel would be but you, you you know i maybe you know what i mean i i should probably articulate it better yeah well, i get yeah deeper fuck it fine deeper you know because again i was one you know the the part about disc one that was kind of strange to me was like you know i was always under the impression he was this you know you know street poet kind of thing and it's it's like he's got a great flow and all that you know and what, he, what he's saying is you know you know relevant for the time in his life and you know what he's you know knowledgeable on and what he's got going on at this time and you know he 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 just he doesn't really go into anything you know of like real substance other than you know like the like the ride or die lifestyle that he has you know with his thug life thing and then there's you know just he kind of you know throws in shit about some women you know like you do in rap as we've come to find out through our little experiment here but um yeah you know so i was thinking okay well it's a double album you know sometimes you know one disc has a feel another disc has a different feel so when i went to dive in i was thinking maybe 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 he'll start with a little more substance on this one but well let's jump in and find out um you start off with a song called can't see me it is a just straight up parliament funkadelic sample it just kicks right out of the gate. It's like cool. You already feel so good that this too. It just it just starts off great. You're like, yes, there's more music and it's gonna be fucking good. It just it just got that feeling right out of the gate. It's awesome. Um, it's it it's him making a big powerful declaration that he's above anybody else in the rap game. All right, you can't even see him. He's that far ahead of you. you can't see him. All right, he's too high above you, too ahead of you. He's outmaneuvering, you outsmarting, you, you know, everything. He's you you can't you can't touch him, certainly can't see him. Um Tupac does not give a fuck. 
not only is he saying that you can't see him lyrically or, you know, just in the rap game, it's like in life too. You know, it it gives me the the nice boost of confidence that this disc is going to be pretty fucking powerful. You know, it just, I, I just, you just gonna get a really good feeling with a song like can't see me starting out of the gate. Disc two started out better than disc one. The ambitions is a rider intro. It was, it was a good intro. It was cool the way it comes in. You know, I was just happy. It wasn't a fucking skit. You know, me with all these rap albums, they all start out with skits, but I actually appreciated the way that disc two started out more than my ambitions as a rider. I liked can't see me a little bit better. Um. Yeah, yeah, disc two better better start than disc one for me. You know, still like disc one. Nothing wrong with disc one. I'm not pinning them together or pinning them against each other. Rather, I got to keep them together. It's one album, even though if it's you know double the tracks. The next song, Shorty, want to be a thug. Um, it's the allure, but the inevitable struggles of the thug life, and you know that it it, it gets you when you're young. You know, you grow up, you see it, you you like it, you envy it, you want it, you do it, that sort of thing. Rarely ends well. You put yourself in that crosshair and obviously, you know, you're looking over your shoulder, you're always up to some bullshit, whatever, you know, it's got to be fucking exhausting. My God, you know, Jesus, like just go play fucking video games. Um Next song, <laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't get it. It's just, it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm way too lazy to like engage in, in crime. It's like, that's it. Like some of it even sounds like a good idea. Like, yeah, go pull a heist. That'd be amazing to do that. You know, you probably meet up with the right people. Maybe you could pull some sort of a heist, but it's like, no, it's fucking, you know, there's, it's Sunday. There's football on, you know, stuff like that. Um, anyway, off topic. Next song, holla at me. Big soulful voice from some female singer. Comes wailing right out of the gate on this one. It's awesome. You know, and then they, they ease into the background vocals. And if you don't know this about me, I doubt I've said it. Um, I am an absolute sucker for female R&B singers. You know, and that just, that, that, that soulful, the soulful tone of their voice, the delivery. All right. It's just, you know, it's just, oh, it just, it's got, you know, it just grabs you. And it's just, I'm a sucker for it. You know, groups, groups, especially in the 90s, you know, groups like In Vogue and things like that, you know, just sucker for anything that sounds like that. And that's what, that's what the background vocals on this are with the women. You know, it sounds, it's, it's, yeah, like, you know, you just, just beautiful, subtle little voices, and they're just, just, and they're just perfectly layered in there. It's just great. I just love stuff like that. Um, it really gives you the setup, thinking you're like, all right, here he goes, singing about chicks again, and it's not. Nope, it's about if you got a problem with me, come see me, come holla at me. I was like, damn, look at you, Tupac, again. Tupac doesn't give a fuck. Tupac does not give a fuck, and he's letting everybody know he does not give a fuck. In fact, come see him so he can tell you again how much or how little of a fuck he actually gives. Um, Next song, Wonder Why They Call You Bitch. So, I actually predicted exactly what this song was about. I, my big issue now, of course, 
again, when you're a teenage boy in the early 90s with that, you grow up with that era of rap music and the word bitch and hoe is getting thrown around. Like it's amusing because you're just an idiot jackass kid. All right. It's totally amusing to you. Then as you get older, have daughters, you're like, oh, fuck, I hate that. It's it's I totally just uh, it's the worst part about rap. And of course, as per, you know, the normal thing in the 90s, people reacted to it. You know, why do you have to call all of these people and these these women by all these different names and all that? And they would they would always have like some sort of, you know, justification for it and all that. And that's I I, kind of just get that that's what he's doing here in this song, just sort of justifying it with your going out in the club, leaving your kids at home, you know, like like you. You know, you women are asking for it, that sort of thing. And, you know, it's, yeah. I, I don't agree, but whatever. He's an artist, man. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, it's just unfortunate, you know. But nonetheless, moving on. Uh, when We Ride features a group called the Outlaw Immortals. So, on, as you know, which is very common on rap albums, there are a lot of people that get guest spots, guest verses, whatever, you know, whether they're known or unknown, you know, whether it's like Snoop Dogg appearing all over the chronic, you know, being a nobody and literally just blowing the fuck up and saving that otherwise just awful fucking record. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's common. And when it works, it's cool. Tupac brings people on that work. There's not a whole, there's not a whole lot that gets thrown onto his tracks, at least on this album, um, that that doesn't work. You know, everything everything he's done on this album, both discs so far, are just it just it totally worked. You know, um, but yeah, yeah. When you when you feature quality people, um, it's it's worth it. It's a good thing. You know, and it it works uh, very very well on the song when we ride. Um, yeah, outlaw immortal outlaws. Yeah, outlaw immortals. That's it. Um, Next song, Thug Passion. So I always got a kick out of, you know, the 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 the, the rough and tough, but but yo, I'm a lover too. And not so much just like that angle, because of course, like, you know, everybody needs a little bit of loving from time to time. But like having a name for it, like Thug Passion. It's corny as shit, man. The title of this song is just corny as shit, even for Tupac. You know? It might be the might be the, might be the first it's the first thing on this album. I think I just went eh. Didn't like the title, and then when you hear the hook, it's terrible. It's just not good. It's not good. It's a flaw. It's not a perfect album. It's got this one flaw. That's it. But I mean, it's not bad otherwise. It's just the hook and the name. That's all, yeah. But it's still, it's 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 still a decent song. Otherwise, I just like I said, didn't didn't like the hook, and I just thought the name was corny as hell. You know, Tupac. He's like I said, Tupac comes up on a lot of people's top rapper lists. You know, for him to slip in some corny shit like this, I don't know. It's strange to me, but we press on. Picture me rolling. Tupac dreams of a life free of hustling and. Free of his thug lifestyle, I, I I think that's the impression I get from this. Um, you know, it 
you know, I it, for where he is in life when this album comes out. This album comes out seven months before he's murdered. Um, you know, which is the only thing that obviously just takes what I'm about to say and just goes, well, duh, James, dumbass. Of course, he was still heavily involved in the thug lifestyle. He was fucking murdered, you know, leaving a boxing match. But it's, it's you know, you're, you got three albums under your belt. You've been in fucking all these movies. It's just weird that you're still, you know, you, you just can't free yourself from it or rid it from your life. It's just strange to me, you know. You know, bring your people with you, you know, you know, you know, help out as many, you know, people from your neighborhood and friends and whoever, you know, help, help what you can. But, you know, like, you know, yeah, you can't keep dipping your toes back into the pool. You know, it's just strange. But nonetheless, he longs to be rid of the life. So that's what Picture Me Rolling seems to be about. They follow this one up with a song called Checkout Time. And it's like it's like him, three or four other dudes. They they're all you know trading tracks on this, and it's basically just a big recap of a big night out partying. Um, even when they're rapping about like the trivial shit, like just going out and getting laid and partying or whatever, and drinking Anise and Hennessy or Anise and Crystal, whatever fucking weird ass cocktails are. Um, you know he's. For 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 all the times that, that Tupac is really deep and poetic, you know, which he does extremely well. When he's just doing his little, you know, his whole I get around persona, he does that really well too. It's really, really cool. You know, the dude's just he's very versatile in rap. The guy you know, he can fucking rap about anything. Need to do a fucking rap song about a fucking uh, basketball? Or was that No, shit. Sorry. Nope. It was public enemy. Another one featured on our countdown here. Um but yeah, it's just, you know, they, they just, they, they go from, you know, serious, you know, you know, Brenda's got a baby type shit to partying with girls of the thug life, but you got to sing about what you know, I guess. Um, next one. Well, that word's in there. That word I'm never going to say on this one or anywhere. The, uh, rather be your N word is the name of that next song. Uh, it's all about side pieces, booty calls, whatever. Richie Rich, whoever that is. And Tupac, they just rap about hanging out, sp- spending a whole day just getting some. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no violence, no declarations of, you know, damn you all to hell, bring it. No, that would be on the next track. They go from the very, you know, poppy song about side pieces and getting laid to All Eyes on Me, the title track. He is just going to double down again on the proclamation that he is the greatest at what he's doing at that moment and possibly that moment on. You know, the, the confidence, the confidence that you have to have to be a rapper just because of its cutthroat nature in, you know, a lot of cases, you know, not that you get into it to go, you know, targeting people, but, you know, you got your, your beefs, your battles, all that shit, you know, so it's, you know, the confidence factor, it's got to be there, you know, you have to have it, you can't be up there like, oh no, I suck at rap and what, like you can't, you know, you're, you know, it's not stand up comedy that rhymes, you know, it's, you know, you you got to you got to convince your audience that yeah, 
they are they are listening to the best to ever do this. Tupac just his confidence just it just comes out just to me a little bit more. You know, like like I fucking believe him when he's like, "Yep, I'm the best." I'm like. Phew. It's like, you're making it really tough to fucking argue, man. You really fucking are, you know? It's just it's just one of those things. Um, it was a wonderful song. An absolutely wonderful song. Should have been the title track. Should have totally been the title track. Uh, arguably the best song on the disc. Arguably, because Can't See Me was fucking badass, too. You know? And look what they're both about. You know? Can't, can't fuck with me, man. You know? I'm the greatest. So... They go to a song called Run to the Str- or Run the Streets, all right? It's all about just fun being a thug, you know? They got some tr- some tracks talking about the downsides. This one's talking about the upsides of it. It's just, you know, just, you know, just, just, just glorifying the lifestyle that they, you know, eventually want to get out of but somehow can't, you know? Maybe they got to release six albums to get completely off the street, you know? But this two's winding down. You got a song called Ain't Too Ain't Hard to Find. Ain't Hard to Find. And that's gonna get tricky in a minute. But this song, Ain't Hard to Find, it's a pretty much seems like a direct call out to Bad Boy and you know, Christopher Wallace, aka B. I. G. and Puff. You know, and that whole conflict that they were going through. It's basically a lyrical uh sort of hey come and fucking get it you know and yet another re- very heavily reiterated reminder that Tupac does not give a fuck but this one definitely seemed like it was aimed to you know talk about like like big motherfucker or some shit they yeah they kept yeah like it was yeah it was totally about him I'm sure every song you know most of the songs on here were directed at people I just you know I can't read between the lines unless it's spelled out. And the guy says, yo, big fucker. Yeah, it's about the big guy. There it is. You can't get nothing past me, guys. All right, so this is where the titles get tricky. Because that last one was Ain't Hard to Find. This song is called Heaven Ain't Hard to Find. Um, Kind of, it gives me the feeling that, and this is the last song on the album, that, Tupac might have been starting to think about, I I guess, settling down or just like getting maybe like a steady woman because that's what it's about. Like, you you know, like, like if it's, it's, it's basically like, like, yeah, like he could have that life if that's what he wanted. But the way he's talking about it, it sounds like, yeah, maybe I'm starting to want it. I don't know. You know, I mean, he was still relatively young at this point. You know, obviously had no idea he'd be, you know, his life would be over seven months after this. But, I mean, it's, it's you know, he, he's he's singing about making love, not banging, you know. And, like, you know, you know like, like doing, you know, like activities together, not, you know, drinking and partying and, you know, grinding and shit. You know, so it's just, it's, it's got different content about the women. And like I said, hey, maybe, maybe certain aspects of the thug life were really starting to, you know, have their longing effects on our good friend, Mr. Shakur. Who knows? Who's to say? Sadly lost his life. 
seven months later. Uh, yeah, it's a tragedy. He's he's a talented guy. He's a talented guy. This was this was rap's first double album. It's a lot of tracks. You go back to every other album that we've done to that up to this point. The other seven albums. What'd you have? Nas was ten tracks. Most of them are, you know, low to mid teens. This is just twenty seven songs. It's a lot of songs on this. And they're all very good songs. Thug Thug Passion I had the title and the hook issue with. But other than that Other than that, there's not really any issues with this album. There's no bullshit on here. There's no filler. There's no $20,000 sack pyramid. You know, there's none of that shit. You know, there's no cutting away to a movie, talk about samurais and shit. None of that. It's just 27 songs, mostly about a man who where he was in his life he had been to jail he had been shot on his you know on life support i believe you know i mean shit i mean you get shot i mean it's fucking terrible you know like he he'd been through a lot of shit you know and people were just were always trying to test him and he knew he was never going to i guess get rest you know he had to live at the speed that he lived at. He had to maintain that lifestyle. You know, clearly, again, you know, I I cannot understand how somebody cannot rid themselves of such a life when you have an ability like making millions of dollars rapping. But if all you do is move to the other end of the town you're, you came from or you bring them all with you, and old habits, you know what they say, I guess it's going to be hard, but you know this this entire album speaks to a man who knew who he was. Didn't lie to us, didn't lie to himself. Definitely an honest rapper. Honest. Kept the same themes throughout the album cuz that's what he knew and that's what he could speak about and he did it well. The music, secondary. I found myself not really even concerned with what music was playing. Obviously, you get the beat. All right? But I am I am typically inclined to focus on instruments. It's part of a thing that, you know, you know, from playing an instrument for years, you know. You just you, you isolate different parts. But with with rap music, obviously, you know, the lyrics are the the main, you know, stay of it. But man, Tupac just no matter what he's still rapping about, you know, whether it's a serious side, you know, the in your face side, the intense shit, or just talking about hanging out with girls. He's he's got you locked in. His delivery's good. I hate this word, but I gotta say it. It's a fucking swagger, it is. I could picture him smiling, grinning ear to ear. I remember seeing him in his videos. You know, when he was singing upbeat shit, he was smiling. 
you know, just fucking happy as a pig in shit. And I could picture him, I could see him. And he paints a picture. His imagery, his imagery is really, really good. The way the way that he can paint pictures with his words. And the whole disc, it it's it's just that quintessential West Coast sound that was, you know, started in Compton. And then, you know, just, you know, you, you mix it up with Pac, who was, I believe, from Oakland. And, you know, they just, they, they just get it all together. And, and the whole, this whole death row thing, you know, everything just, I mean, this, this, this has to be the masterpiece. This, I mean, if this isn't the best thing that death row put out, I don't, I, tell me what topped it. This album was amazing. It really, really was. Um, yeah, it's it's easily their best album. It has to be. Has to be. Rap's first double album is the best album that came from their label, Death Row. There, there it is. I said it. What's their other competition? The Chronic. Fucking hell, we know how I feel about that piece of shit. So it's definitely better than the Chronic. So that's another album down. So you know what we got to do. We got to shift the rankings. We got eight in. We are eight albums in. Eight of ten people on the new reviews. Where are we going to put Tupac? I know where I'm going to put Tupac. All right. So here we go. We're going to start back. Counting down from number eight. See if you can guess where I'm going to put Tupac. But starting at number eight, we have Ready to Die, Notorious B.I.G., one good song, or one, was it? One great song, two, eh, songs. And the rest was shit. Number seven, The Chronic. Two amazing, perfect rap songs. And a bunch of garbage and skits. And Dre doesn't rap on like half the fucking songs. And what he does, he's terrible. The whole thing should, should have been fucking Snoop's album. I'm sorry. Pisses me off every time. Number six, NWA. Number five, Public Enemy takes a nation of millions to hold us back. NWA, of course, was straight out of Compton. Sorry. It's been a while. It's Public Enemy at number five. Nas at number four with Illmatic. Wu-Tang at number three with Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers. Number two... Well, it's in his name. That's where we're putting him. We're going to put Tupac at number two with all eyes on me. I can't put it ahead of the low-end theory. The low-end theory has, in my opinion, the best rap song ever. Featuring the greatest verse ever. And it's just so... It's They're just so fucking cool, man. It's just... They're just cooler than every other fucking rap group ever. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. I listen to Midnight Marauders just for fucking shits and giggles after I listen to Low End Theory doing this. I'm convinced of it. They are the coolest fucking rappers ever. You'd never talk me out of it. Low End Theory holds it number one. Tupac, All Eyes on Me, rap's first double album, does make it into the number two spot. And with that being said, we have two albums left. 
And here's how we're going to do this. Because either today or yesterday or I don't know. Today's October 17th, so whatever. we're close to it. Um, we're going to do the album of the guy who just had a birthday. That guy is Eminem. So we are going to be doing the Marshall Mathers LP. That's going to be the next album that gets done here. I'm saving Jay-Z. And the reason I'm saving Jay-Z is because I've probably talked more shit on Jay-Z than any other rapper that I've ever been made aware of because I don't get it. Every time I hear him, I go, all right, it's good. He's usually got somebody on the track with him who does, I don't know, a little better. Christ, I remember enjoying Foxy Brown more than I liked him on that one track they did on that one from the Chris Tucker movie. Fucking, he was good, but, I mean, Ja Rule was just as good. So what the fuck does that say, you know? But enough about Jay-Z. We'll get to him after we get to Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the new reviews. That was Tupac, All Eyes on Me. This too. Next up, Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. Don't forget to tell a friend.